St. Louis in the 80s and 90s, I fulfilled a lot of childhood dreams. I got to go watch baseball on the old AstroTurf. I got to take a ride on the Riverboat McDonald's and eat some McNuggets. But I never got to be a contestant on DB's Delight. Well, this is uh, my consolation prize. Guy Phillips, <laughs> the old host of the great television show Emmy Snub, DB's Delight, <laughs> yeah. is joining us here on Hosted Ravioli. Today, I'm Benjamin Hockman, along with Guy Phillips. You've actually done a lot of important things in life, <laughs> but to me, you're the DB's Delight guy. That is funny. That you know, it was that really was a dream of yours to be on DB's Delight. Oh my gosh, that was was it Saturday mornings. I yeah, tune sure. in and watch sure. the show, and the local kids were on it, and we'll, we'll get in. Because I think a lot of the listeners of the podcast uh, do not know what I'm talking about right now, which is fine. Yeah. Because we'll we'll inter- introduce that. But uh, so we'll get into Deep's Live. We'll get into radio. But anyway, thank you, Guy Phillips, for joining us on Hosted Review. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, this is awesome. This yeah, is awesome for it me. It is fun. Um, okay, so let's start right away okay. with DB's Delight. What was DB's Delight? Well, DB's Delight was a, uh, a game show for sixth grade uh, level. You know, they have kids come in from one school uh, each week, and we would tape it over at the Channel 4 studios. Okay. Then it was KMOX television. Now it's KMOV. And um, uh, they would pick a couple of kids, smart kids from the class to, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I never would have been on it. No, I wouldn't have been on either. Yeah. You know, it's amazing <laughs> I even got to host the darn thing. But um, so they'd pick these kids, actually four of them, and uh, there would be round one. It would be two kids, you know, uh, against each other. And the winner of that round would face the winner of the second round in the, uh, in the, in the, in the final yeah. round. And the, the big delight. And um, and then that winner would get all kinds of schmoo and all that. Yeah. And uh, it was quiz fun. Quiz show. Is that my right? It was kind of like they asked uh, Yeah, questions. quiz show. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what was funny about it at the time was a bunch of my friends would, you know, they'd kind of kiddingly, you know, jab me about doing this kid show. And I said, you know what? I'm going to invite all of you down there. Mm. And I'm going to face you off. And I'm going to ask sixth grade questions. <laughs> and only one of you is going to win. Yeah. So then, you you know, right. shut you all up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. But can I tell you the funniest thing that ever happened on that show? Guy, you can tell us anything you want. I'll host all right. I love this thing. Okay. So there were two kids. I can't remember the school. But there were two kids, and it was the second round, and it was closing, getting down to the, the, the close of the round, and it was very close, and uh, I'll just make up names. Sure. Uh, it was, Matthew was ahead by five, and, and Jason over here, and so uh, the question was, what is the thin, transparent coating that covers and protects the eye? And the ki- one kid ran, rang in immediately okay. for nine points, Matthew, and the lead. <laughs> the thin transparent coating that covers and protects the eye. And the guy goes, the, the, uh, uh, um, uh, I said, hurry before the buzzer, you know, and, and he said, the pupil? And I said, no, that's wrong. Okay, Jason, a big lead for you if you get this one right. The thin <laughs> transparent coating that covers and protects the eye. And he, he does this. It's the uh, 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 cervix. The cervix. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> I could hear the guys in the control booth laughing like crazy <laughs> uh, through the headset of, of, of my uh, producer. Sure. And, uh, you know, I know the, the camera came back on me with the tally light was on. <laughs> and I, I swear I was thinking of a million things right. at that time, you know. If the cervix were over your eye, I yeah, don't know yeah. what. Right, and, right. No, no, it's the cornea, <laughs> you know. But uh, to me, I, you know, that was one of the moments that that kind of defined uh, That's you know, the fun that we had. Really, the, the idea of these of these St. Louis shows. Uh, there was one that my dad would talk about, and you know, I can't remember. It was like 
maybe you can come back. It was like Uncle Ernie or Cowboy Joe or something. It was like a, it was before a, my time, but yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of the local, you know, bowling for dollars, and mm-hmm. they had the, you know, I don't know, TV bingo and sure, you know, sure. All so that. this one, uh, the the famous story was uh, about basically they brought in the kids. And you could basically just just say hello to mom and dad. So the host, it was like again like Cowboy Joe, and he'd be like, <laughs> right. "All right, so who we got here today?" He's like, uh, "My name is uh, Billy." Like, oh, so who do you want to say hi to? Billy goes, he goes, "Hi, mom." Hi, live TV. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. And he flips off the camera. And goes, "This is for you, Herbie." <laughs> <laughs> but there's no footage of it. It's from like 1965. Yeah, so it's right. like an urban legend here in St. Louis. They probably burned it. You know, yeah, that's it's what like it was. back then it would have been right. You know, that would be the end of the, everything. Exactly. That's funny. So uh, DB's Delight, local show. Um, do you remember the years? Roughly? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I took over for a guy by the name of uh, Bobby, Pat Day. Bobby Day. Bobby oh, Day. Pat Sajak. <laughs> right. Boy, that guy's got some money, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I had a Merv Griffin in my life. I know, right? Uh, I took over, I think, in 1983 or okay. four, and I took it to about 1987. Yeah. And uh, here's how I got uh, canned from the show. Uh, oh my God, you were fired from oh, Dave's Well, I wasn't really fired <laughs> okay. because they just ended the show, but they oh, didn't okay. tell me. And and uh, you know, got down to be you know close to school time, August, and I hadn't gotten a call from them. Oh and yeah. So I called down there, and uh, I remember I talked to uh, Becky, mm-hmm. and I said uh, I finally got through. I said, uh, Hey Becky, what the, what's the deal with the uh, the show? When are we taping? She goes, Well, it's um, it's over, uh, and uh, we're not doing the show anymore. We're doing a thing called Gator Tales, oh. and I was like, What? Yeah. What? Are you kidding world? me? So that was it. I had like four or five years of it, and uh, but it was fun. It really was. And I took my daughter. She was uh, born in uh, 1984, okay, March of 84, and I took her on the show one time. She was probably, you know, a month or two old. And, That's and, great. Yeah, it was really neat. And uh, the thing that I, I, I remember most about DB's Delight was the theme song, and I was always into it, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I became an adult that the song was an actual real song by the Jay, Jay Giles band. Jay Giles band yeah. and um Freeze Frame. Right. Yeah. You do it really well. Um I think I go higher than do I, am, am I going too high? <laughs> and here's the thing guy, I realize I'm like these guys there is no way DB's delight had the rights to this song. <laughs> back then, I don't think it mattered. Yeah, it's you like, know, there's no we had, way. We had no laws back in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, know? like at the time, I thought it was like a local theme song that was like specific to just your show. <laughs> and funny. then when I grew up and heard the song for real, I'm like, no, this is like a very popular song from that time. And there's no way they had the rights for this local show, this this song. So I always think of that. And I love the song, Freeze Frame. I love the whole Jay Giles sure. band, if I may, up there with the Alan Parsons Project. Oh, wow. And was there a... Uh, was there like a puppet? Yes. On DB's delight. Yes, yeah, that was DB, uh, and it was supposed to. It, it stood for divine brilliance, I think. Oh but you know, but I really do believe that DB was uh, uh, Dottie Bennett, who was the originator of the uh, the, the the puppet. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And what what type of puppet 
was DB? Was it uh, was it of a human? Uh, it, yeah, I guess it was yeah. like kind of like uh, I don't even I can't even describe it. it had big mustache, oh, okay. uh, you know, and uh, hey guy, you know, sure. he talked like that, you know, and yeah. we kid that he's in a, a trunk of a you know seventy four Buick Skylark in Vermont somewhere, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we are. Where, where is DB we, today? Don't you know, know. You know, we're in the St. Louis Post Dispatch offices. We have a room full of journalists. You know, I know they're doing stuff with the governor and covering the Cardinals. I think we could we could take our journalists to get get to the bottom of this. I think so. Yeah. I th- we need to find out where DB where is. Where is DB? Yeah. That would be no, yeah, that great headline, be right? Right, right, right. DB found. Um, so that was that was always fun. And my cousin Jessica Hockman got to be on DB's delight. And I guess oh, she. Cool. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know if I thought it was like random, like. Price is right. Apparently, you did choose the good students, so this means that Jessica was pretty smart because she was one of the yeah, absolutely. On we the didn't show. choose him, but this you know the school did, and then you know they yeah. just tossed him at us. Yeah, that's that's cool. It was a really neat mm-hmm. thing for St. Louis yeah. having all the kids. So, uh, how did you're not from here, right? No, uh, not originally. I came here in 1979. I, uh, I grew up in, in Chicago. I was born in 1980. Oh, were you? I did. I came here in 1980. Yeah. So you grew up in Chicago. Yeah, grew up in the Chicagoland area, actually a little bit north, and it's like Chesterfield to downtown is what sure. it was, but born in Evanston, Illinois, and, and uh, but lived in Highland Park, uh, home of Michael Jordan. Uh, he bought a house there. Thanks. They increased the tax base for everybody <laughs> there. But um, uh, yeah, uh, went to school in uh, New Mexico. For college? For college at okay. New Mexico State University. That's a... That's a- Gen- most people from the Evanston, <laughs> Illinois area go. New yeah, Mexico. right. Yeah. Wind there. Yeah. Uh, you you want to know how that happened? Of course, okay. Yeah. 1969. I'm a junior in high school. Nice. I I told my dad I wanted to go look at colleges. It's not like today, and we didn't have a lot of money. But was you know like today? You know, kids go to co- you know they fly here, they drive here, they go. You know, the sure. parents take them all over the world. And you know, for me, it was like I got my buddy Don Schneider. We got into a '69, uh, you know, ragtop Camaro uh, 327. Yeah. And my dad let me—I can't believe he let me borrow the car. Dad. And we drove across the country, and we went to like uh, places like South Dakota and and all, all these schools we wanted to see. And we only had a week, right? Oh my goodness! I know it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, we drove South Dakota, and we, we went uh, Colorado, and we when we got to Southern New Mexico. Yeah. This is in March. It's snowing in Chicago, and it was warm in in New Mexico. We have a picture, I think, uh, of our shirts off, and we're like, wow, you know. So we went to <laughs> look at local schools, and New Mexico State was one of them. And I decided, hey, I, I like it here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to school here. because of the temperature. Temperature and. I, they had a, a radio station. I, I was kind of I liked radio mm-hmm. and television and the media uh, kind of thing, and so I thought you know this this would be a good fit. At the time, they were one of the top in the country because they had their own television station, the the uh, uh, PBS. Okay. Uh, they had you know NPR, FM, and then they had a local uh, uh, AM station for the university. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a, a pretty good newspaper, and wow. um, yeah, so you know they covered all the media bases. Sure. And they even did their own magazine. So I thought this is pretty cool. So I went to school there, and that's where I uh, I graduated from, and now, the rest is history. You uh, you are very good at your job, and I part of it, of course, is your voice. Uh, did you always have a radio voice? <laughs> I, you know, I I, I don't. <sighs> It, it, it would be tantamount to to you reading uh, another writer's 
works in a in a you know the sure. the Boston Globe or you know yeah. the, you know some other newspaper and you go wow I wish I could write like that guy interesting okay. it's it's the same thing with me is I don't think I have a great radio voice it's not bad but I don't think it's great and I have guys that I man I wish I sounded like that guy oh, you know, oh I, I wish I sounded like this guy so um, uh, I don't know that I always had a great radio voice but I do know that when I was in uh, high school I actually. Uh, I think I was a freshman in high school. It might have been eighth grade. I sent in a uh, thing in the back of a, a comic book about broadcasting. Okay. And a guy shows up at the door with a recorder. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, isn't this crazy? <laughs> you know, become a, a professional broadcaster. Yeah. And so I, I, I sent it in. Okay. And I my address and all that kind of stuff. And this guy, my mom had no idea. Right. And this guy shows up and he's got a, a recorder, a big giant box. Yeah. Uh, a, a recorder. And he, you know. He rings the door, but my mom asked, well, yeah, what is this? Uh, yeah, uh, we have a – they went door to door, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, your uh, your son is interested in broadcasting. And, right. Uh, well, he's like 12, <laughs> yeah. you know. And But the guy said, well, can I come in? And, and my mom was furious, sure. of course. Sure. You know, he's trying to make dinner. Yeah. And uh, this guy sets up his recording stuff, and, you know, my mom is sitting there, and she's glaring at me. Yeah. And the guy says, okay, read this. You know, and he gives me a little th- – script to read and i'm like oh, yeah you know yeah. i have no idea what i said sure. i was so nervous that my mom was going to be mad right which she was yeah, yeah uh nothing ever panned out from that but it's kind of funny how wow. you know i guess the roots of what i do now mm-hmm. went way back the tentacles because i used to listen to uh, the guys on uh, the, you know the top forty radio stations in Chicago mm-hmm. at night, and and I just always thought they had so much fun, and and that they were you know just they were really cool guys. Of course, of yeah. course, that is interesting. That if we break down what occurred, a more or less creepy gentleman received a letter from a twelve year old boy and right? went to his house <laughs> and said, "Play on my toys." Exactly. Yeah. 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 Today, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't have. <laughs> Clone. Although somebody, I believe, in Jeff City tried to do that recently. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, um, let's talk about how you got to St. Louis. So okay. you went from, from the Chicago area yeah. to New Mexico. Right. And then uh, so my first professional job was in El Paso, Texas. And uh, I met beautiful down there. I, I love the desert Southwest, and I, you know El Paso is not the prettiest town in the right. world. I, you know, but the mountains are nice. Yeah, yeah that's good. But but I you know I cut my teeth down there. I've got a lot of great memories good. from from that part of uh, the country. So I met uh, my uh, uh, future partner Mike Wall there, and we formed a comedy team, and we were doing comedy on the road. We did a couple of Playboy clubs, and come on, some yeah, we did some you know little comedy clubs uh, here, there, and everywhere, and and uh, uh, we were both in radio, and somebody saw us that owned some radio stations and said, "Why don't you guys uh, do a morning show for us?" So All that's right. how we started Phillips and Wall, and then uh, we moved from. There to uh, we did El Paso two two radio stations there. Then we got hired out in California for a year, mm-hmm. and then uh, St. Louis, uh, you know, came knocking January of seventy nine, and we flew up here for an interview and liked the people, liked the town, and uh, from L A though uh, was not L A. Oh, okay, okay. I said California. Oh, California, it's oh, a big gotcha. state, right? <laughs> it was Fresno. Okay, and, and Fresno, <laughs> right in the middle of the you know the heartland of you know fruit country. 
Uh, the economy depended on whether the raisin was wet or dry. Okay. So, you know, right, I, I right, don't right, know right. I wanted to live there the rest of my life. Sure, 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 um, sure. And uh, so we came up here, and uh, they hired us uh, kind of on the spot, really. Wow. And March of 79, we began. And which station was this? It was KSLQ, mm-hmm. which became uh, uh, KYKY, or, you know, it, the iteration was Y98 now. and. Gotcha. and um, and so Mike and I uh, made it as far as 1990, and then we split up. We had some fundamental differences. I mm-hmm. went on my own, got a you know new kind of group of folks, and sure. sort of uh, you know moved forward. And uh, up until last uh, last year, I uh, worked there. It was about 38 and a half years. I should say 38 years, seven months, 16 days, and nine hours. But who's counting? Right, no one's counting. Um, and uh, I, I got hired at uh, KTRS. Yeah. Took over for Frank Opinion Show uh, at the Big 550, and I've been on Is there he since. Irish? Uh, he's Irish. Frank Opinion. Opinion yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he is. Um, so you took over for Frank Opinion. Yep. And. What time is your show on for everyone? Three to six in the afternoon uh, on five fifty a.m. and I'm on with Julie Buck and Joe's sister, yeah, um, and Jack's daughter. Uh, so so people have a bearing, but she's wonderful and we have a great time. We've That's got a cool. nice little crew and we just have really a good time. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Uh, so how would you, when you look back at the the decades you put into entertaining St. Louis, um, what 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 about it? energizes you when you think back to the to the to those glory days you know it's funny i i try not to live too much in the past because i've heard so many people say you know back in my day or sure. you know it was so much better back then you know it's good now i i, yeah. I but but i i do look back fondly on on my years uh, here i think the uh, the the changes in me personally i mean i look i really do uh, have great memories but you know i was just I was sort of full of piss and vinegar back then, you know. <laughs> That's great. And right you kind of mellow out after a while, yeah. and, and you realize, man, I don't know how many people I really stepped on. You know, I don't mean stepped on, but sure. but you know, just irritated. Um, but but it was it was a great time. Radio was a, uh, you know it was liberating. It was it, you could do fun stuff. Yeah. You know you were. You could do bits, and, and, you know, it was okay if you called somebody babe. Remember back, we used oh, to call yikes. people babe. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, Not that I really want to do that now. Right, right, right. Uh, I've different grown time, up. Different time, different time. But uh, we're under such scrutiny now with everything we do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's the same for you, what you write. Oh, I mean, I deal with that all the time. Like, like heck, I don't even know if I can I'll bleep myself out. But there's a common word, a common phrase these days. If someone's cool, someone's strong, you call them a a bad bleep, right, right, sure. A bad bleep, and uh, so I always joke like, like there's certain words we can't put in the paper. I can't put that three letter word that starts with sure a, a, a and ends with s, s and, and there's an s in the middle. If, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. But uh, but you can change it. So like a lot of times, like if someone says if someone calls someone like an an s head, mm-hmm. you could I don't know. My, my point is this: in the paper, you can you can change it. But it takes away some of the uh, the coolness of it. Of like, course, if I called you a bad a bad bleep, like ooh, that that's a compliment. Right, sure. But if I called you a bad butt, yeah, like, I know the, it makes it can, worse. Because I can put like in parentheses <laughs> b u t t. So, oh yeah, that dude was awesome. He ran for two hundred yards. He's a bad butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like doesn't come off. Wait. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like like yeah. things things have changed over sure. the years and all that regard. Um, I'm putting on the spot, but are there certain 
episode I say episodes moments that that come to mind when you think about your, your greatest moments uh well so you know it's funny greatest moments. i i've been really blessed i'll tell you what I, I i love about this business is that i've i've had an opportunity to um, you know, MC some great events. Yeah, I've seen it at the men's dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the men's dinner, the cancer uh, thing. That's, that's I serve one. on their board. It's really a wonderful organization. I eat their steak. So, yeah, yeah, you do. I just show up for the, for the, for the dinner <laughs> right. and eat the steak. Yeah. yeah. Like a friend of mine in who used to work here at the Post-Dispatch okay. said one time when we went out, he said, this is the worst free meal I've ever had. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I, I've had an opportunity to meet some very special people, nice. uh, you know, presidents and, you know. and Of and, the United States? Yes. Well, actually, I, I, I'm, I'm fibbing a little bit. Uh, became a president, but I uh, was called to MC an event for uh, the future president, uh, George H.W. Bush. Okay. And it was a pretty cool thing. I'd never done anything for any, you know, uh, yeah. uh, he was a vice president at that time in 88. That's still pretty big. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, well, you know, heck yeah. You know, I don't care who's running. And they asked me to do something. So I got up and I, uh, he was the most, um, generous, kind, uh, unbelievable guy. I, you know, uh, shook his hand. He told the crowd, Hey, what a, you know, what a big hand here for these guys, you know? And it was, yeah. It was really, really uh, a special moment. But, um, you know, Bill Clinton, when he was running, uh, literally running, he was running down Market Street, (laughs) um, you know, exercising one morning when he was uh, running for uh, office. They had the debate here at Washington University. Perhaps that's when That's when it was. That's exactly right. Small, I mean... St. Louis small town, right? It is. My dad went jogging with him uh, when he was in Tesla. Maybe you really? saw my dad in, in awkwardly short it, shorts in 1992. I might have a picture of him. Come on. I'm not kidding you. Really? Because I have a picture of the entire entourage that was running. with. So maybe he was one oh, of this them. Is, talk about it. I'll, wow. uh, I'll go through the file. Please well, you know. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's been, a, it's been a great career. And so to define one moment, sure. uh, very difficult to do. Um, again, I don't. I think my favorite moments on the radio are not moments where I talk to a superstar. Because I'll be f- totally frank with you, I, yeah. I have never had one person say to me, "Wow, that was a great interview with Tom Hanks." But they'll say to me, "It's so funny with the way you talk about your wife's bunions," <laughs> you know, because it's real. Yes. Real stuff that people can relate to. Oh yeah, the hooks that you you, you put into people, or the you know where they can hang their hat. They mm-hmm. get that. Yeah, they get it. And and so, just those stories about you know uh, real things that happen to you, the foibles, the, mm-hmm. the you know the the interesting things about life that are relatable to other people become funny and part of the show and sort of the the fabric that that weaves the tapestry of the show yeah and uh, those are the things that I remember the times I I, I laughed so hard I couldn't talk um, <laughs> you know it, it, they're great moments so yeah. I and I ha- I've had a lot of those. That's awesome. Which is really, I think that's kept me alive, to be honest with you. Alive? You know? Yes, okay. right. You know? He's kept you I'd alive. be dead if I didn't laugh as much as <laughs> right. I do. Yeah. Well, I always say you want to lead the league in smiles. Yeah, that's that, it. That's my, my little, little phrase. Good analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it, it is true. I think I think in our society, if someone's got a microphone or someone's got a space on the internet or in the newspaper, uh, they like just honest realness and they like some self-deprecating humor too. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, the self-deprecating stuff is the greatest, oh, you know. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I just had a colonoscopy the other day. Oh, congrats. You know, you got to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say congratulations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Welcome. You know, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a small thing I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a gift, really. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, and, and I'm really, uh, you know, because I do the cancer thing, I, I, I'm, I'm so sincere about this that, you know, and if you're listening to this podcast, and I hope you are. Um, it's just know, my mom. Get, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, get the colonoscopy because yeah. it's one of those easiest, most you know, the most detectable cancer, and 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 it's got a great cure rate, and mm-hmm. you know, but it's the second leading, you know, uh, cancer death in the U.S. Colon so cancer, yeah, okay. colon cancer. But at any rate, so I'm on the air, and 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 I can have fun with that, sure. and you know, it's it's the prep stuff, and the, and so you talk about the things that you know, I think people can relate to. They they find that they have a common thread with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't always want people to agree with me. In fact, I like when they don't agree with me. Yeah. Because that makes great radio. Of course. You know? Of course. Uh, as do bad decisions. Bad decisions, you know, <laughs> always make great stories. Yes. <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. Bad decisions. Yeah. I like it. So what is, what is your new show like compared to, because it's a different time slot, Different right? time slot. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, I love the guys I was with. I still have a great relationship with them. I saw them all the other day at the Cardinal Luncheon. And, uh, uh, you know, one, leaving that radio station, leaving Wine 88 was very difficult for me to do bet, because yeah. not only I've been there so long, but because I really loved the people that were there. Um, it was Guy 98. It, it, it really, really, well, for me, for yes, you. yes. Um, I don't know why I never called it that. 40 uh, years, I never <laughs> thought I'm here with Ben Hockman for 20 minutes, and he thinks of it? Yeah, yeah, You're my marketing guru. <laughs> Where have you been? All right. So, uh, yeah, and but, but the afternoon thing uh, appealed to me because I have been getting up at 3 in the morning for, you know, 40 years, oh and uh, I was a study in sleep deprivation. So when they came to me and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, fewer hours, afternoon show, um, you know, we don't worry about the ratings, which is very nice. Um, you know, a little bit more uh, dolio do. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was all right. It was the, the you know the the timing was perfect. Yeah. So, and and the show itself is is very similar to what I was doing, but it's a lot of talk. It's it's not as easy. Talk radio is mm-hmm. not as easy as it sounds. Sure. And really good talk radio hosts. I have a whole new appreciation for what they do. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you and Julie Buck play off each other? Very well. Uh, you know, Julie was out of the business for a while, so I think she's sort of uh, just kind of settling back in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got the same kind of uh, uh, humor, and it's funny because I hadn't seen her for, you know, so many years, and, you know, she's got kids, and she's <laughs> she's a grown woman. Yeah. She used to be my intern. You know, Come she was, on, yeah. No, yeah. it was crazy, yeah. you know. Because yeah. um, I knew uh, Julie and Joe, uh, Jack Buck and I were were very friendly. I won't say we were friends, but yeah. we were you know uh, tr- tremendously friendly. We did a lot of events together, mm-hmm. and I can remember uh, the kids being you know like seven, and 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 Julie was probably three. Sure, you know it was crazy. Sure. And now she's your now co-host. she's co-host, right? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Real quick, St. Louis, you've lived here longer than I've been alive. Uh, <laughs> barely, though. Barely. Like you said, <laughs> seven, nine, eight. Uh, uh, surely there's places around town you like to go, have fun, have a drink, have have some food. Sure. Uh, where, some, where, where, where does Guy enjoy hanging out in St. Louis? Oh, man. Well, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm a homebody because uh, I, w- I always go out and do events. I'm always oh, emceeing yeah, and, you know. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, I, I, but I do have some faves, and, you know, I, I do enjoy Paul Mono's. Mm. Uh, Paul, I, I got engaged at his restaurant. Did and, you? Yeah, and we had our... Uh, our rehearsal dinner there. And I thought you were saying we had our rehearsal engagement. <laughs> yeah, right. You were like practicing on Paul. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Paul, sit down here. <laughs> Will you accept this? Um, and 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 eleven uh, eleven. I'm a big fan of. Um, oh gosh, you know the pasta house. Uh, yeah, Kim. I, you know, oh, Kim Tucci. You know, one of my very very good friends. You know, that's one of my. I've got a new favorite there. The the penne salsa. Crazy! It's good. I can't even believe it. I'm a pasta con broccoli guy. Oh, are you? Yeah. But I'll go. That my sister loves this story. My sister, my sister loves it when I get embarrassed in public or what have you. And we're there. And because here's the thing: I was living in Denver, New Orleans before I came back to St. Louis. And so we would always go to Pasta House and like these places and that that are like just so St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And and we're all there with the family. And and I'm like, I'd like some meatballs with spaghetti. And the the waitress is like, Oh, you mean spaghetti with meatballs? I'm like, Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) And and I go, Well, I really like the idea of having a certain amount of meatball and spaghetti in in each bite. And I'm breaking it down. I go, How many how many meatballs do you suggest? And she literally looks at me. She goes, Sir, I don't know your meatball to spaghetti ratio (laughs) preference. and my sister's laughing. Yeah, it's like this idiot brother. But mine. but but I agree with you. Yeah, thank you, know? you. Thank it's you. like when you have an iced tea or a coffee. Okay, and you have it flavored just right, whether you like lemon or a little sweetener or whatever. And they come by and just fill it up. It's like no, you have screwed the ratio right. up, and I don't know what to do now. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, they have the pasta con broccoli, and I get that, and <laughs> I get the spaghetti and meatballs or the meatballs with. Spaghetti. There's a lot of great restaurants, and uh, you know, I really, you know, I mean, I, I love going to Lester's for the matzo ball soup. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, hey, that's a mile. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, hey. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a rival. Maybe I'm Benedict Arnold in this regard because I across the street is Sportsman's Park. Oh yeah, sure. And that's my favorite, one of my favorite spots to go get a burger. Um, but my Lester is like a relative um, in some regard. He's my dad. No, he is he is like a, a second cousin of my really? grandma. And and it was really neat because uh, when my grandma was alive and they just opened Lester's, she had lunch with him. And this was neat for me because I was I was living out of town and I got this thing in the mail. Long story short, was grandma went to lunch with Lester at Lester's and was saying to Lester Miller, like, oh, yeah, my grandson, he loves sports. He goes, oh, he wants to be a sports writer. Oh, that's cool. And he literally just went to the trophy case, got a Stan Musial autograph bat, and just gave it to my grandma. Go, send this to Benjamin. Why? So I, I opened the package from grandma, Stan Musial autograph bat. How about from that? So I, 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 so I, but like I said, I'm Benedict Arnold because here I am across the street enjoying the heck yeah, out yeah, of yeah. the burger. But, right. but a shout out to Lester. Yeah. yeah. No, this, is, this is awesome, man. Yeah. This is, I'm glad you were able to, uh, to come in here. Is there any last things you want to share with uh, the, uh, the dozens that listen to host? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, and you brought something up that was just one of my favorite stories in St. Louis Great. and it happened to me and I um I I, I love golf uh, you know it's like my avocation you know and uh, but back in the day uh when I was first starting out I wasn't any good and you know I, I played in all these golf tournaments uh, as many as I could uh, you know the Monday charity things yeah and one of them was at Cardinal Creek which is over at Scott Air Force Base and traditionally I am always late so you know I've come <laughs> running in I'm putting my shoes on as I'm running I got my bag over my shoulder right I run into the pro shop and I say uh, hey I'm Guy Phillips uh, what hole am I on and, and the guy looks at the uh, t-sheet and he says Eh, you're out on 14. That's about as far from the clubhouse. <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't you join the? There's three guys that are down on the the number one tee. Why don't oh, okay. you just go join those guys? So I get my shoes tied. I run down there. Who is it? Stan Musial. 
Joe Cunningham, and Red Shane Deans. Oh, my gosh. I played 18 holes of golf with these guys, wow. which was the most unbelievable afternoon. Now, this is before cell phones mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Snapchat and yeah, yeah, Facebook yeah. and, you know. I, I, I couldn't even take a picture. I didn't have a camera. Right. You know. I don't even believe you. <laughs> well, I just made that up. <laughs> no, but uh, thanks for having me in. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So you got to hang out. I did. With three former Cardinals, including two Hall of Famers. Right. And um, for like four hours. So did you ever figure out who you were supposed to be with out on Hole? No, 14? no, and it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'm curious, like who you would have been with. I like, don't care. Like Steve from <laughs> from Festus and Bill from Fenton. It, three it, regular. It folks. reminded me of of I was doing an auction for. Or, uh, uh, you know, the Make-A-Wish one time, yeah, yeah. and they had a, a dog at an auction. Some people, you know, don't think that's a good idea. I don't mind. It raises money and yeah. whatever. So it got down to two guys, and it was up to around $3,000. And then one guy went thirty five, and then the guy here, 4045 and And finally, I told the guy in the very back, I said, you know, sir, I am not going to sell you this dog. Because the guy you're bidding against is Albert Pujols. <laughs> and if I sell this dog to you, I have no story to tell my grandchildren. There it is. There it is. I like it. I like it. That, of course, is Guy Phillips, the voice you've heard for decades here in St. Louis, notably from DV's Delight, and maybe some radio stuff also. I'm Benjamin Hockman, the columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Thank you so much for listening, as always, to Hosted Ravioli. Please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at Hosted Ravioli. And, of course, download, uh, subscribe. That's the key thing. Please subscribe to Hosted Ravioli, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, and uh, rate and review. I love reading the reviews, uh, even if you think the show was just pretty perfect as opposed to perfect. Uh, Again, Benjamin Hockman, thank you, Guy Phillips. We are Hosted Ravioli. Hosted Ravioli.